Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Innovative Economy, where we discover the future of money, markets, and payments, and how to thrive in the new disruptive technology. And we're happy to have Michael Noel with us today. Michael is the Chief Disruptive Officer for Ethera Labs and the host of YouTube channel Blockchain Weekly. Welcome, Michael. You said disruptive. Uh, it, it's like you said disruptive like twice in the intro. Uh, I, I'm oh, not I sure did. You yeah, you did. <laughs> there I mean, you it's go. like wow, we just we're getting all disruptive here. <laughs> How are you? I, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for being here, and, and we are going to talk about the token economy, Michael. And uh, can you tell our listeners what is a token? What what is a token? A token what? is a representation of something. It's it's a digital representation of something, right? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, think about it like basically chips at the at the table, right? Except the chips represent something, a digital representation, and they come along with potentially an if this then that argument, right? Yeah. So it's smart contracts, things of this nature. And so when a company says they're offering a token that can be used to purchase their product, they're creating a their own economy. In some cases, yes. So um, uh, there's some cases where where uh, where a company can create a token that can be exchanged for data. Uh, Steemit is one D two that that kind of stuff. So we can we can pay for views on a video or something of this nature with a, with a token or a portion of a token or a fraction of a token. Um, and it's very very easy. There's no friction. Uh, there's no Visa Mastercard network that you have to go go through or anything of this nature. It's more of a a safe peer-to-peer transaction that's immutable, unhackable, uh, and very safe. And so tokens use a blockchain technology. Uh, uh, yes, uh, that's uh, basically, yeah, the blockchain creates tokens in most cases. And so what, what would you tell our listeners, what is a token economy? A, a token economy is not what you think it is, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, That's why we want to hear from you. What is it? You know, uh, uh, tokenization, tokenomics is is kind of my specialty. And uh, one of the things that that it is very hard to get your your head around sometimes is that tokenomics is not economics. And when we think of like Bitcoin, we think, oh, gee, Bitcoin is a company. Um, I'm going to invest in Bitcoin. And as the value of Bitcoin goes up, the value of my share of Bitcoin will go up, just like with AT&T. And that's not necessarily the case. There's, there's many different types of tokens, many different. You've, you've mentioned one where um, a, a company has a token. So we have, we have data. Data is big out there. You know, Google buys data and they buy data by the gazillion giga frappuccino kind of bytes, you know. Uh, and yet in a transaction where we're ex- we're expressing a token and we're transacting for data or some other uh, other form that's a utility token um there's other types of, of tokens uh there are platform tokens bitcoin is a platform token everyone's buying into into bitcoin thinking it's going to go up and up and up when it's really not going to go up can't possibly go up. Ethereum is another platform token. Can't go up. Everyone's buying it, thinking and speculating that uh, 
it, it's going to go up. There are several other platform companies, but the, but the truth of the matter is, is that tokenomics is not economics. If you, if, if let, let's say Ethereum, look at the Ethereum blockchain, because Ethereum is much more useful than, uh, than Bitcoin. And uh, uh, basically the Ethereum uh, blockchain uh, has a thing called smart contracts uh, that are associated with it. Smart contracts are an if this, then that argument for money. So if this happens and transfer a token over here, right? Or if this happens, transfer the, uh, uh, 90% over here and 10% over there. There's lots of different things we can do with a, with a smart contract. But we've just executed a smart contract. There's been a trade. It's, it's been recorded on, on the blockchain. There's a cost that's, that's associated uh, with recording that transaction on the blockchain. That cost is something we refer to as gas. And gas is something that is based on the cost of the, of the coin, right? The, the basis of the coin. Because at the end of the day, it's just a, it's a way of record keeping. Um, and it, uh, you know, there's a reward that, that, that happens for adding these blocks to the blockchain in an immutable and unhackable uh, fashion. And it's fairly, fairly inexpensive compared to what, a, a lot of the other types of, of things. But, so here we have a system and we speculate on it. And uh, the Ethereum is trading at 170 and all of a sudden someone comes in and buys a bunch of, uh, of Ethereum and the Ethereum price goes up to $230. What happens at the price of the gas uh, that, that is the charge for adding the blocks? Well, that goes up too, right? Um, I can remember back in the uh, development days when we were doing development on Ethereum, Ethereum was trading at about 800 bucks a, a coin. And we were doing transactions at 36 bucks a transaction, right? And we were in beta, we were, you know, trying to get some, some stuff going and, and uh, uh, we were in development, so very low volume. But we knew that at 36 bucks a transaction, this was not going to scale for us. It wasn't going to work out for us. And we hoped that it went back down. And it did because at, you know, 30 bucks a transaction, there weren't very many people that were willing to pay that gas. So the, 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 the number of transactions that were being recorded went down, the value of the network went down, and eventually the, the, the traders, the speculators got out of it, and it just kind of self-regulates, and the miners really set the, the, the cost, and it's, it's basically the cost of whatever the electricity is, plus a, a margin, depending upon uh, competition. So right now, I think Ethereum is trading at 170 bucks. Uh, yeah, something like that. And know that we can uh, we can mint a, a coin at about one hundred and twenty dollars, one hundred and thirty dollars, depending upon electricity. So trading at a little bit of a of a margin over that. Uh, right now, Bitcoin costs about four thousand five hundred to mint, and it's trading somewhere in the seven thousand range. So um, the speculation is not, uh, or uh, uh, tokenomics is not economics. When you buy into a platform, a token. Um, and it goes up, the cost of the gas goes up along with it, the transactions that are being recorded on the blockchain go down because of the price is higher, and so the value of the network goes down. So the higher the price of the token, the lower the value of the network. It's counter to going out and buying AT&T, where if you buy AT&T, you give them uh, money to invest in R&D and things of this nature. The value of AT&T goes up, so the value of your stock goes up. 
but platform stocks don't do that. So there's there's utility tokens that kind of stay the same. There's these platform stocks that are not tokenomics, and you know we're we're coming into the world where we're having security token offerings, right? STO. Right. Twenty will be should be the the year of the security token, and that's where uh, where equity in a company like AT and T, right, um, is represented in a token, and you own fractional ownership or multiple tokens depending upon how they how they do their tokenomics. Does that make any sense at all? Uh, well, I have a clarification question. So okay. in the token economy, uh, it's different than, uh, or tokenomics, as you say, is different than economics. Right. And so the main difference is that we have a digital platform that doesn't change value. Is that what I'm hearing? You have a digital platform in a, there's three different types of tokens, right? Utility tokens, they don't change value, right? Okay. Um, if it's a platform token and you speculate on it and the price goes up, the price of the transactions go up and the uh, value of the network goes down. Okay. So eventually, eventually they'll, eventually it kind of reaches an equilibrium, right? And so okay. it kind of trades in this, but you know, it's been, it's, it's been way, way, way. That's a platform, like, like Bitcoin, mm -hmm. like Ethereum, right? Okay. And then you've got, so, uh, then you have security token offerings, and security token offerings um, are equity in a company, right? Equity in some portion, or equity in debt, or equity in a commercial building, something of that nature. Okay. And, uh, so then, and what is a utility token? Utility token, uh, uh, you know, we you have um, uh, your company, you sell data, right? Oh. And, okay. Yeah. Right. And you know, if if someone says, "Look, I I, I want." Uh, 30 cents worth of data because I want data just about this one person and then they come back in and they do that 50 times a, a, a day or a thousand times a day or 10,000 times a day these small transactions begin to add up if we're trying to do Visa MasterCard we're trying to do ETF we're trying to get that the payment done um, but with peer-to-peer -peer transactions based on blockchain we can do it with very very low cost and we can do it very very quickly that's okay. that's the whole thing about blockchain is disintermediation, right? Right. Gets rid of the intermediary. If you're an intermediary, you probably should looking for a job as a barista. <laughs> so uh, we learned now there's three types of tokens, a utility token, a platform token, and a security token. Correct? Okay. So next question is what may what is the difference between cryptocurrency and a token so cryptocurrency is the is a token representation of a platform token right um so uh, bitcoin is the internet uh, 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 bitcoin is a token and bitcoin um is a expression of the bitcoin blockchain <coughs> it is immutable <coughs> excuse me lord uh-huh <coughs> Kind of dry in here. <coughs> so, uh, Bitcoin is an expression. You, you can you can edit that out, right? It'll come out. And post no, it. it's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I better be much more careful then if you if, if, if it's all going on. So, <coughs> so, Bitcoin is an expression of the Bitcoin blockchain. Bitcoin 
is a expression of the internet of value. We can transfer value from one place to the next using Bitcoin. It can be very inexpensive. There's a, um, uh, there is a transaction of several million dollars. I, I think it, I, I'm probably wrong on this, but it was like $10 million uh, that they transferred from one wallet to the next. Uh, and the cost on it was 40 cents. You're not, you're, yeah, you're not going to do that in traditional banking. No. Um, so uh, it, it is very inexpensive. It's peer-to-peer. -peer. We do not use intermediaries, and we can transfer money from one place to the next on Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is an expression of a, um, of a token, right? Bitcoin is a token or a coin. platform token. And it is, a, it is represented as a platform. Um, Ethereum is another platform, and the Ethereum token is another token or a coin, right? Um, and Ethereum is basically works in the same way, except with these smart contracts, the if this, then that arguments for money. Um, uh, Ethereum becomes the internet of trust. We can transfer trust from one point in the internet uh, to another. If this happens, then pay the guy. If it doesn't happen, don't pay him. Right? Yeah. That kind of thing. <clears throat> so uh, then, then tokens are more of an economy of transactions? Yes. So that's a big difference then from regular economics. It's based on transactions. Well, you know, when it comes right down to it, you start thinking about it. Fiat is something that's based on transactions. But is the value of fiat based on transactions? No, the, the, the value of fiat is based on rainbows and fairy dust. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> well, we have... We have $21 trillion, $27 trillion, I don't know. It keeps on going. Every time I look at it, it's more horrifying. But the United States is, is just saddled with, with tons and tons and tons of debt. Uh, that debt is, is represented in its currency, and, um, and our currency is underinflated at this point. But uh, it remains as a, uh, a, with a monicum of security that uh, if there's a $100 bill, that someone else is going to take that $100 bill for $100 worth of, of you know, Something right, hundred dollars worth of food, hundred dollars worth of drugs, hundred dollars worth of car, or you know Uber, and and we don't even use hundred dollar bills anymore. We use everyone's got credit cards in there and their wallet right. and apps and things of this nature. So we really don't see the money. Um, the opposite end on a platform, something like Bitcoin, is the value is in the cost that it takes to record that block. That block has a lot of different transactions that are recorded on it, right? And that's very important work that needs to be done. Um, and there's miners that do that. It, it takes a lot of electricity. It's basically, you know, over $4,000 in electricity cost at this point to mint a, a single Bitcoin. So okay. uh, there's, there's that. So there's cost involved to mine it, just like gold, right? There's cost in, involved to capital capex and you go out and you mine gold and you get it out of the ground and you smelt it and things of this nature so gold has a value uh it's a finite um uh a finite resource and it costs money to obtain it bitcoin's no different it's a a, a finite uh, a amount will ever be minted um which is a problem actually uh, because if it is a record-keeping mechanism and all it does is really keep uh, keep a record, and all of a sudden there is no additional 
blocks being added, then what's the value? That's that's when the value is going to going to tank sometime out there in the future. Um, there are other cryptocurrencies that are are resistant to that kind of thing. We're moving into a different realm where uh, different types of cryptocurrencies are coming up with different with different uh, ideations and, and different thoughts and different processes. Store coin and there's a lot of others that are out there. Okay. And so would, I've heard the term that Bitcoin is digital gold. Have, okay. Is that something that you believe? I hear you say that it's going to tank in the future, which is contrary to some other opinions. Well. Do you believe that Bitcoin is digital gold? So, I, I, you know, I think there, what's the value in gold, right? Can you eat it? Can you, can you wear it? Can you? Uh, the, it's a it's a intrinsic value, right? Uh, right. Uh, right. It's an intrinsic value, and it costs money to to get it out of the ground. Um, you know, and and you know, people have convinced other people that you know, if you wear it in jewelry, it's fashionable, and you know, if you save it in a safe somewhere, then it's it's safe. It's going to rise in value, um, but there's no real indication that that's going to continue in the, in the future. There's nothing that says that gold will continue to go up. So, um, however, with Bitcoin, as it as it continues to add value to the economy by adding data and adding transactions, recording transactions, and the only way that it's unhackable and immutable, then Bitcoin continues to add value. Is there going to be a time when 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 Bitcoin itself, right? Bitcoin, the distributed ledger of Bitcoin, runs out of blocks. Well, there's everyone says, well, no, because it just halves and it halves and it halves and, you know, and we just, you know, it'll get down to the point. Well, you know, so basically it has a half-life and, you know, even a plutonium has a half-life and eventually plutonium will, will, will be gone. I mean, there's just no way to do that. You can't, you can't continue to half and half and half. The blocks become very large, become very unwieldy. Um, and I, I think that, uh, the miners will not continue to support Bitcoin, and I think the value uh, to add new transactions will will go down. And I, I think that eventually it, it, it's going to going to change and morph into something else. Uh, the issue that we have is that right now, uh, Bitcoin is the is the first cryptocurrency, right? Um, right. The uh, the cypherpunks. Um, uh, you know, had had this idea. It was very revolutionary. There was a lot of things that happened uh, with Hal and uh, you know Nick Zabo and and Julian Assange and um, uh, you know all, all the people that that really contributed to blockchain uh, to Bitcoin. And they have this tremendous uh, uh, thing that they've built. But in technology, the first one out of the gate very rarely survives. I mean, how many people have a Betamax uh, VCR, right? Right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, how many how many VHS tapes do we have? Uh, technology is going to uh, increase and increase and, re and increase, while Bitcoin uh, seems not to be able to uh, to meet the current standards for ideation and development and innovation. Um, and there'll be something that will come along. It also exists in a vacuum right now. The, the vacuum is uh, that there is no competition to this thing called the Internet of Value and transferring value. Where in the in 2020, I mean, as we begin to move into this thing called security token offerings, where 
we uh, commercialize um, commercial buildings, we commercialize single-family uh, buildings, we com commercialize multifamily, multi-tenant buildings, we, com we begin to tokenize equity in companies and pay dividends in tokens to wallets uh, that are fungible. Um, this, is, this is the new economy. And as we begin to, uh, to move into this new economy and hundreds of thousands of new security tokens are created in the next 24 months, uh, they're going to ex they're going to become a competition for Bitcoin. Bitcoin doesn't have any competition right now today. It just doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Ethereum is kind of competition, but uh, there again, Ethereum does something completely different. It's if this then that arguments for money with smart contracts. So I, I think that I think we're going to see a big change um, uh, in tokens and in which tokens survive and in the technology. I think it's going to increase. Uh, for instance, um, um, uh, we don't have velocity in transactions at this point. And tr velocity is a big problem. Um, if you look at, uh, you know, Bitcoin is somewhere around, I think, don't quote me on this, but 17, 14 to 17 transactions per second. Ethereum is at the same thing, 7 to you know, 14 transactions per second. And when you, when you compare and contrast with the Visa MasterCard network, which does 18 to 25,000 transactions per second, it's, uh, you know, you, you just can't compete and you can't compare. So, yeah, um, um, Ethereum is much, much less expensive than the Visa MasterCard, but they really can't uh, compete on, uh, on velocity. Uh, today is December 20th of 2019, um, and January 3rd to the 10th is, the, uh, uh, is when they're rolling out the beta for uh, the new Ethereum, Ethereum 2.0, which is a new platform. Okay. Uh, which is going to a different consensus algorithm. They're going from proof of work to proof of stake, and proof of uh, stake right now. I um, we had a couple of test nodes on the Ethereum uh, test net, and we were uh, we were testing at a thousand transactions per second. From what I understand, they're at about three thousand transactions per second, and that's just within a, a very few months. Wow. Um, there are some people that think that with sharding, uh, we can get to a hundred thousand transactions per second, and. Um, um, I, I am the facilitator for a thing called Blockchain Weekly. Um, every week I, uh, uh, I interview someone who's doing something interesting in the blockchain space. I put it on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash blockchain weekly. If you go there, um, there's an interview with Meta Parquet. Mark Parquet. Uh, Meta is the CEO for Casper Labs. Uh, she works with Viad. Viad and Vitalik Buterin are kind of the two big guys at, uh, at uh, Ethereum and Viad kind of branched off to, to move into Casper. Casper was the proof of uh, stake um, uh, algorithm and they have, uh, instead of doing a soft fork, going into a hard fork. So they've created a new group called Casper Labs. And uh, if you go to blockchainweekly.com, find Meta's uh, interview that I did maybe, I don't know, three or four months ago. Uh, she talks about the roadmap for Ethereum and, and basically says point blank that um, they believe that they're going to replace the not only the Visa MasterCard uh, uh, network, but also the SWIFT network as well. And, you know, anything, if you take a look at the current SWIFT network and you take a look at the Visa MasterCard network and you look at where that technology came from, um, and then you have a competitor that's a, a thousand times quicker and a hundred times less expensive, I don't think that Visa, Mastercard, and Swift Network can can survive that without yeah. adapting and you know building their own chain. Yeah.
And it seems that it'll be a, on the back end, they'll implement the blockchain. So users won't even really be aware that that change has occurred. So Visa MasterCard is, it has uh, several iterations of blockchain technology. Uh, but the problem that we have right now is it's still fiat currency. And anytime we take fiat to, uh, to crypto, there's a cost involved. Uh, there's a lot of heavy lifting. There's intermediaries. It's the fiat that's the problem. Uh, with Ethereum, we take fiat out of the, out of the scenario um, and we transact um, uh, transactions based on tokens and, and cryptocurrencies, which have value, right? There are fungible that can be taken out of the system, but most people leave them in the system and, and, and just conduct value in a, in a disintermediated environment. Yeah. So let me ask you a question then. With the advent of Ethereum 2.0, will uh, any of our listeners that are holding any Ethereum, will they be able to, do you know, will they be able to just plug right in with the old Ethereum into the new Ethereum? So um, I, I don't quote me on this because uh, I'm, uh, it's been a while since uh, I've, I've looked at that. Okay, um, well then <laughs> we won't quote you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've been working with um, centralized capitalization with Athera Labs out of New York, and oh yeah, uh, so let's yeah, we're funding uh, uh, we're funding innovation right in a decentralized manner. But to answer your question, I, I believe that if you own Ethereum, uh, you'll be issued uh, uh, coin on the new new block, so you'll you'll have coin on on both uh, systems. I think, um, yeah, not sure. How that's going to work i don't think that they i think they've said we think this but i don't think they've really made uh, uh made any decisions and as far as smart contracts are concerned the smart contracts that we currently execute on the ethereum network will not uh go directly over to the um, uh the, the the proof of stake algorithm it's it's completely different it's it's a it's a different platform it's ethereum 2.0 it's a brand new platform and it's not reverse compatible Okay, so what's the latest project you're working on right now with Etheria Labs? Uh, so um, Etheria Labs is a group out of New York. Um, uh, Brian Feinberg uh, is a, a good friend of mine, and uh, we, we we're working in this space about innovation, uh, funding innovation, and capitalizing innovation, uh, Reg A's, Reg D's, uh, and then tokenizing the equity in the in, in those companies. Um, uh, if you you know, if you're looking at a reggae, probably something you want to take a look at is this new thing called tokenization and decentralized crowd, uh, 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 decentralized capitalization, which looks a lot like crowdfunding. That's the, where we're going. That's I think where the future is going. the The good thing is, is you know, you can have three or four different three or four shareholders currently, and on a cap table, maybe ten, maybe twenty, and uh, you know, after thirty or forty. 40 people on a cap table kind of throws your accountant into a, a tizzy and if you have several hundred on the cap table you're going to have several accountants and if you tell them that they're going to be four million um, uh, uh, people on the cap table they're they're probably going to have a heart attack and seize right then and there um, and so you're creating offerings then for investors offering for investors for accredited non-accredited investors all kinds of good stuff we're doing reg cf uh, reg okay. and reg a um, and then uh, sometimes we, we fund that into a SAF agreement. Um, 
with a uh, with, with 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 an event that happens as far as the tokenization is concerned. Sometimes we're doing just direct tokenization of equity, depending upon uh, accredited non-accredited investors. Okay, and are those going to be offered on the stock exchange? So interesting thing that you should ask. Token um, economy. The token economy. economy. There's not very many people in the space that, that believe that the uh, the Nasdaq um, and the New York Stock Exchange will not be tokenized at some point in the future, and uh, you will buy uh, tokens that represent your equity in AT and T. Lots of things that are moving forward and getting that done. Um, of course, lots of, uh, of people that are are standing in the way of getting that done. Also, I mean, there's a lot of regulators, and the, the Winkleboss twins have showed up again, and they're trying to get their uh, uh, their pound of flesh. Um, so we'll see how this all transacts and how it uh, how it all happens. But um, well, certainly it, is all evolving right now. As it is, it is. It's a very uh, interesting time to be alive. I'll, I'll it is. Well, Michael, we thank you so much for joining us. Do you have anything you'd like to offer our listeners besides tuning into your channel? Well, uh, you know, there is that youtube.com forward slash blockchain weekly. Make sure you subscribe because uh, I do do some interesting things on there. Um, and yeah. my email address is M-N-O-E-L. That's uh, my first initial, my last name, Noel, Michael Noel. Um, and, and yes, I'm the oldest, so it makes me the first Noel. Um, <laughs> Uh, M-N-O-E-L at atheralabs.io, E-T-H-E-R-I-L-A-B-S, atheralabs.io. If you're uh, if you're looking for decentralized capitalization structures, if you're looking for cap tables, if you're just looking for information about, you know, how, how do we raise money? Um, I'm an innovator. Uh, I'm, I'm innovating, not even necessarily in the blockchain space. I'm, I'm innovating in, in something else, but I'd like to... Uh, talk about this thing about crowdfunded equity and how that looks and how we tokenize it. Uh, give Excellent. Me an email. Um, I'm, Excellent. I'm happy, to, happy to respond. All right, Michael. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You are a wealth of information, that's for sure. And I hope I've helped. I hope I haven't confused anyone. And sharing with us a, about a little bit more about the token economy. So, Thanks so much. And thank you to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. You have a great day. Bye-bye.